Welcome to Road to Billions Podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur. With your host, Moise Bertrand. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Moise Bertrand, your host of Road to Buildings Podcast. I'm excited to introduce a new segment to the show, Real Estate Wednesdays, with Christopher Daniels and Adrian Fine. So all in all, I want you guys to really understand this is just our opinions, and we don't expect you to take this information and just run with it. We want you to do thorough research on every conversation we have, and just follow up if you have any questions. We're here to help everybody as well. Hit the DM. Um, but first and foremost, I want you guys, before you get this sauce and gems, you got to do me one favor, and if you don't, I'm going to be heartbroken. Like, honestly, I need you guys to subscribe, share, review. I, I tell you guys that because it warms my heart. And of course, people come on the show and they get to listen and it gets shared so we can give you guys more gems. And we're going to stay tuned too also because we have different people coming on later on down the week and investing on crypto stocks and other things that are resourceful to you guys. So stay tuned. Appreciate you guys. People who are, who are what we call true real estate investors are people who want to hold properties long-term, right? So when you buy a good deal, you don't want to sell it because why would you sell it? You know, it's a good deal. So um, so in order to be able to hold a lot of properties for the long-term, what you have to do is be able to refinance out of it so you can get more cash, right? So, so that's the strategy. So basically, I can take the same 30, 40, you know, grand or whatever, and I can buy houses continuously throughout the rest of my lifetime without having to continuously come up with more money. And that's what the BRR strategy is all about. Okay. So is there anything different? Um, oh, AJ putting something up. Oh, you know, I was going to just to tap in. Um, I usually look at this. Like, this was my screensaver for a while. And he just explained it, the, like the buy, rehab, rent, uh, refinance, repeat. Um, one tip they have here is make sure you don't over leverage. Have at least 35% when ready to buy it. Um, I think that's important, but this method here alone, I think can set you up financially, uh, you know, give you that financial freedom for the rest of your life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at most of the people who are, who are very successful in real estate, that's, that's the way they do it. Um, they, what, 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 what they'll do is they, they will come up with a, a little, you know, a little chunk of money. They'll buy some properties with a lot of equity in it. They'll take the equity out of those properties and buy more properties. And just keep going and keep going and keep going. And that's how people are, are able. That's why, like, sometimes people are like, well, how does this normal guy have so many houses? Like, he's like a school teacher or just, you know, somebody, like, who doesn't seem like some wealthy person. It's because they're just taking money out of the houses and going from house to house to house to house to house to house to house. To house, to house. And they're just being consistent with their strategy. And over time, you accumulate a lot of wealth. I mean, that's how people become multi-multi-millionaires. It's just one property at a time for years and years and years. Do you so think- I, I have a question. Uh, if you let me let me hop, if you don't mind me hopping on this one more, because um, kind of just piggyback off, like you said, the re- refinance part. When people hear that, they kind of like. And you mentioned about equity, right? Like, explain to the people if you don't mind, real briefly, on what that is. Is it just cash um, in in the house, or or is it credit when 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 they're taking that out? Right. So the house has a value, right? So. The difference between what you owe on the house and the value of the house is what's called the equity, right? So let's say my house is worth $200,000 and I owe $100,000. That means I have $100,000 in what we call equity, right? So I can borrow a portion of that money and the collateral for for that loan is the house. 
right? So yeah. so I can borrow, let's just say my house is worth 200000 I can borrow 150000 You might say, well, why will the bank give me 150000 The reason why the bank will give you 150000 is if you don't pay that 150000 back, they're going to take your $200,000 house. Yeah. You see? So they, act, I mean, not that they don't want you to pay. Of course they want you to pay. But I'm saying if you don't pay, then they win because now they have an even more valuable asset. If you do pay, then they win because they get the interest, right? So that's why the banks always win. Um, but that's why banks are willing to lend money because they have collateral, right? If I loan you money to start you know, a, a, a photography business, what am I going to repossess if your photography business falls through? Your cameras? I mean, you know, how much you know, really you know, can I get from that? Yeah. But, it, but if, if, if you don't do what you're supposed to do with the house, I can take that house back and that immediately has value. Um, so so that, that, that's why you're able to borrow against it relatively easily. So what would, you, good. what would you recommend for someone? So can people have a house and not even never refinance that? Like, that's something like people just, why wouldn't somebody want to touch, you know, why, what's the cons of refinance? Because nobody talks about that. Yeah. So, you know, everybody doesn't want to be in debt, you know? I mean, uh, so the financial uh, education industry, you know, is geared towards a certain like demographic, right? right? People who want to make a lot of money like right now, like, you know what I'm saying? So there's ways to like accelerate how fast you make money. And then there's tried and true, no risk ways, right? So literally if I just, let's just, just I'll use my house for an example, right? Let's just say, look, I bought my house when I was 20 years old. You know, I retire when I'm 50. So when I'm 50 years old, my house is completely paid for it's worth $400,000 or whatever. You know, I'm just throwing that number out there, right? Now yeah. I sell my house and I got $400,000 to retire, right? There's nothing that can go wrong with that scenario. You see right. what I'm saying? I go to work every day. I pay my mortgage every month. And then when it's paid off, it's done. And I sell my house and I make $400,000 and I retire and go live in Florida or whatever, right? right? Now, when you start taking out, you know, loans against the equity and doing all these other things, then that's when things can go wrong because what if the value of the house goes down a little bit? What if, you know, my job situation isn't as good as it was before? Maybe I'm not making as much as I used to or, you know, I get a divorce or other things like that happen. So the further in debt you are, the more risk you have, right? But what also comes with more risk? More reward, right? So because you're taking more risk, you're going to make more profit, but you should make more profit because it's more risky. All right. You see, so risk is all is relative. Risk is relative to the amount of reward, right? So for me, taking on an additional mortgage, like like I, like I did against, like for example, with Miles, I, I took on a, an additional mortgage to buy another property. Right. But if I took that now, some people do that right now. Now, now I'm gonna show you the difference, right? I took on an additional mortgage to buy another property. What most people do, a lot of people do, is they take an additional mortgage to buy some Gucci, some Versace, you know, a, a, a Lamborghini or some nicer car, like, you know, a higher, or to go on like a vacation, which is, you know, of course, you know, we want nice things in life, da da da. But what I'm saying is, it, 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 the, the return on that it doesn't justify the cost of taking that money out, right? Versus if you take equity out of your house and buy another home, then of course, it's just multiplying, 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 and you become much more wealthy uh, over time. So that's the difference. So it's just about discipline. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't look at money like that. They look at money like, oh shit, I got 
200, 300K on my head, but you got five rental properties on you. So you're really not, you know, at that point, your, your property is going up in appraisal. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, you, you, when you look at debt, you have to look at it as what does it cost to service the debt, right? So, yes, you know, on paper, I'm, I have millions of dollars worth of debt, but how much does that debt cost me every month, you know? five or six grand, you know? So if every month I can come up with five or six grand, I'm good, you know? So that's all you got to think about, right? But you got to think, okay, so from that five or six grand, how much money am I generating? So if you're generating more than that, then you're winning every month, right? Then it makes sense to be in debt because that debt is bringing you more money, right? So, so that's really, that's really literally the basic fundamentals of a capitalist economy, uh, is basically as long as you make more money than it costs you, than the money costs you, then you win. Right. And I think it goes to the point of just understanding like there's it's good debt versus bad debt. Um, and and that's a, that, that could be another topic for another day. But um, I think it's, it's important for people to know the difference between the two, because like you said, the traditional human being would, would buy that property at 20 and just, you know, make sure, wait till it's paid off. Because it's more conservative, right? right. That, that person probably more conservative versus a risk taker. And I don't know about uh, you all, which I'm sure you, we're all risk takers. So, um, you know, why not? That, that's always been my my uh, model. Why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, you just have to look at your downside. So, I tell people just think of think of a bank, right? So, so I, I so I just look myself whenever I do whenever I make a financial decision, I look at myself in the mirror and say, if it, this goes the worst possible way, can I live with it? Right. And if I can live with it. Yeah. So, so, okay. So the worst case scenario, worst, 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 worst case scenario, I lose my house and I got to go live with my mama. You know what I'm saying? Now that's not definitely not an ideal situation for a grown man, but I'm saying that's the worst. That's probably, that's like the worst possible thing that can happen is me losing my, my, losing everything I got and having to go back to my parents. But you know, so some people are like, yo, that's terrible. But however, I'm not going to be in jail. I'm not going to be dead. You know what I'm saying? So right. I can come back from that easily because of the knowledge that I have. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, when you take a risk, you know, now, now most people like, like, let's say, let's just take an example, right? So I have a lot of friends who are like married and stuff like that, right? So I always advise them never do anything that's going to risk your, your home, you know, your, your, your kids, you know, your wife, you know, stuff like that. You know, when you, when you single, you know, young, like, like for me, if I lose my house, it's just, it's just me, you know what I'm saying? There's it, no... There's nobody else here. So it's just like, you know, I'm going to be all right, you know. But if I, if I had a family, I probably would take a different strategy, right? And in Florida, the good thing is about Florida is, um, and, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so it's not like legal advice and whatnot. But generally speaking is you can't lose your house, right? Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, if things go really, really, really bad, you just can declare uh, some sort of bankruptcy or some, some, some things like that. And the worst case scenario you'll lose everything else except for your primary residence, right? So for me, my primary residence is probably one of my most valuable assets. So my worst case scenario is me having a house that has plenty of equity in it, you right. know what I'm saying, which I can bounce back from. So, you know, so, so when you kind of know the laws and know the rules and know how, know how things work, um, you know, you can, you, can, you can minimize your downside so going in debt isn't scary to you because you know – what, what, what's the worst that can happen and you can live with that. Yeah. I think a lot of people need that step. This, 
I feel like a lot of people need that step honestly in life. I feel like people just look at money like how you just said. They don't really know the financial literacy behind money. So they feel like them taking that risk is like, why the hell would I do that? But in reality, I feel like if people knew how to do certain things, they wouldn't be afraid to approach it in a different in a different perspective. So I feel like this shedding light on certain things, people really need to know like, okay, debt to income. Okay, how much is this going to make back in the year? Is this is a reasonable you know investment you're going to make this you know, people buy, I'm not saying nothing wrong with buying luxury things, but like, do you really need that car right now? Like, do you really need that Rolex? Like, do you really need the simple things that's going to make people feel like you got money, but you're going to home? You, you sleep at night crying because you got this $400 car note and it's like, it's just something people really don't want to talk about. And I feel like people just got to, you know, just put themselves out there. more in the beginning, so. You know, it's funny. I swear we really should do like a whole like podcast just about like material things and like what comes with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what, what, what comes with driving a luxury car? Like some people never did that before. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? What, what happens when you pull up to the club with a Mercedes, when you have the big chain, when you're the one paying for everybody to get in VIP, like, what is that life like? And, and, and do you really want to live that life? You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 cause people think they want that life. A lot of people think they want that life, but a lot comes with that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Of, of being money it's a lot to that bro you know what i'm saying and i think that i think that we need to talk about that because everybody keep pushing oh get rich get paid and there's nothing wrong with that you know what i'm saying but i just tell people you really want to understand what comes along with that man because because i've seen it you know i've I've seen you know uh a lot of that and i've seen both sides of a lot of things so we definitely need to talk about that on one of our podcasts oh yeah that's one from the books gotta put that one in the future but yeah definitely um I feel like so real estate going on. How do you feel about how do you guys feel about real estate at this point in time? Do you feel like it's about to go crazy? Like I've seen a lot of people been buying on real estate. So how do you feel like the turn of events about how COVID is opening things up? How do you feel like real estate about to impact a lot of things? Yeah, so for me, um I honestly don't know. Um, you know, well, I, I'd rather not share. I, I work for Chase, um, and I kind of see where it's going. Um, and I work within the home lending area, but um, I, I'd rather not share. But I do. Once I know, Danes, you want to tap tap into it. I would love to talk about, um, you know, since you on the topic of real estate, like how our project, you know, is going as well. But Dan, I'll let you you chime in on that question. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it's a it's a question that not a lot of. I mean, you, you can't really answer that question. I mean, you can. There's always analytics that that show you where things are trending, um, but you know we're kind of in un, un, unprecedented times. I mean, our economy is in a very different position than it's ever been in. Um, so you really just don't know because what's interesting is that you know we have a we have a generation of people coming up right now who don't necessarily want to own homes in the same way that people did in previous generations, right? And 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 that and that that reality is going to really impact the housing market and how it looks. I think it's going to create more opportunities, but it's going to create opportunities for people who are investors, yeah. right? Because now, you know, a lot of people are like, look, man, do I really want to buy a house or do I, do I want to just pay two, three grand a month for rent and that's it? You know, like some people don't want to fix air conditions. They don't want to, you know, mow the grass. They don't, they don't want to do none of that stuff. This is not that type, you know, this ain't that type of generation coming up. Um, you know, so, so 
you know, you got to think like, you know, you, you look at like your parents and people, you know, a lot of people grew up in those days. They know how to fix stuff. They, you know, they was taught that type of stuff in school. People don't know how to do that stuff nowadays. Right. Uh, you know, you know how much it costs for somebody to come fix your toilet. Like you paying for, like some people just don't want to deal with that. They're like, look, man, let me just, let me just rent this house and let the landlord deal with it. Um, and then I can move from place to place, you know, employment's changing, you know, back, back, back in the days, people used to work at the same place 30, 40 years. Now people work one place, two years, they leave, go place. So so when you're talking about buying a house, you know what I'm saying? Do you really want to buy a house when you know I'm only going to be here for a year or so? And then I'm on to the next move, you know, you might not want to. So, you know, just things like that impact the market. For sure. I agree. It's a renter's market for sure. For sure. For sure. So, so yeah, man, like, um, like how, so I know we told them about our project, you know, and how things are going. I mean, excuse me, we told them about our project last episode. Um, what is it a week, week now, uh, any updates on the property? I, I, we did, you did, we did some work with, with landscape. Anyone want to uh, touch on, you know, the, the upgrades that's coming to this, this beautiful mansion. Yeah, shit. Um, we about to go crazy with the house. Mr. Daniels, of course, he did another project recently, and then I walked to work. I walked in. I just felt like when I walked in that house, he just recently did. It was a different vibe. Like I went, me and him first walked into the house the first time, and we looked at the house. Like I looked at him, like okay, you have this on your hands. Okay, good job. Like I'm about to see how this is about to turn out. And then he really brought the vision to life after he literally just told me how the house was going to come look out, and it actually looked like that. You know, and to see the new, you know upgrades he did in his house that was so like the, the most slightest things that people don't look at you know you insert that into a house and then what he was doing um to this house he just telling us the same thing that we have to do like add things add fixtures that people usually don't see that people you know gravitate towards like putting a new kitchen counter set but cutting it yourself having someone cut it yourself but having the newest latest models inside that so also just looking at the kitchen um not the kitchen counters but just the tiles on the floor you know, you walk into a new home or apartment nowadays, you just see how people, you know, their their apartment feels luxury. It feels like it's quality inside. And that's what the feeling he's about to go and turn it over to, you know, the house we have. But all in all, it's about to be it's about to be a getaway for our, it's about to be a vacay home for a lot of college kids, even though for the school year. Like, I feel like whoever gets that house is going to be like, you know, they about to run into like a gold mine because I wish I had a house like that. My, my undergrad. <laughs> I would have. I never would have graduated. You probably still, <laughs> still, still be there, hanging that's king of the yard. But that's it. <laughs> flag on right, right, right. Nah, you know, um, I'm, I'm excited about the house, though. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful house. So outside of just, you know, what, what we're gonna do to the house, also what it's gonna do to the community, because you know, when people see you renovating houses, it encourages them. Like the one I'm doing on Holton Street. You know, three or four other people now, they renovating their houses and doing things like that because they saw what I was doing. And I've had several people, multiple people come up to me like, hey, can you renovate my house? You know, how much do you charge? So, you know, people just want to see other people investing and then they want to do it too. And what that does is it brings up the property value of all the houses. So, you know, in terms of protecting your investment, when you buy a house and you fix it up, it's a little bit risky because like, what if nobody else does it, right? Yeah. But but if you do it first, and then everyone else starts doing it, bam, it starts bringing your value up, right? So yeah. so, so so it's it's a reward for taking that that initial risk, right? So you know with with, with the house on Well Street, I mean it's a gorgeous house. You know you cannot 
get a house like that anymore. I mean, just even to build a house like that, just from scratch, a brick house like that, $500,000. Easy. I mean, that's bare minimum to build a house with that square footage, with that level of finishes, half a million. Easy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that that might even be cheap, Um, you know, depending on where it is, da-da-da-da. So, you know, you're talking about a tremendous amount of value. Um, someone, someone, just imagine someone, you know, being in school, having a living room, a dining room, a sitting room, a movie theater, a computer <laughs> lab, like this a study, you know, a backyard, a front yard. Like, I mean, you're going to have all types of everything. I mean, literally this house is everything that you could ever even think of wanting, right? So you... You know, you can if your friends come in from town, they can have a like crash down in the basement, or there's a little guest room down there. You know, if you're, whatever whatever comes up, you know, you, you you can really you can do whatever you want in the house, right? You can have a lot of people over. You know, you can chill. You can watch movies. You're right right close to campus. I mean, it's just really the perfect house. Um, if, if 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 there was, I really don't. I can't really think of any other way it could be better than what it is. I mean, it's yeah. literally the perfect house. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wonderful renovation. Uh, it's gonna be very very beautiful, and I'm sure people are gonna love living there for sure for sure. Yeah, going to drop pics and videos real soon after everything's done, so we will keep people updated about the process. But all in all, I, I believe that you know the time is cutting short, so I don't know if anybody has any last words before we you know cut off the stream. Yeah, just super excited. That's all I can say. Just super excited. Super excited, super excited, just ready, ready, ready for more progress. And the pictures, are, it's going to happen fast. Like, that's what I tell people. Like, like you saw, like, on Holden Street, it was, like, ugly, 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 then, bam, it was beautiful. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, dang, it went from ugly to wow, you know, just, just like that. So just, just, like, in a week or two, you're going to be like, oh, my goodness, that, yeah. that's that same house. Well, so, yeah, just get ready. Yeah, so, um, the people we reached out to, you know, of course, you guys know who you are. I sent some links out to some personal people, but I feel like the house is not going to be really on the market for that long. So I try to give first dabs to FAMU and FSU students, but want to go hold out for so long. So all in all, appreciate you guys, Mr. Daniels, Adrian, fine. Um, you know, you guys take care. Have a great rest of the night. All right. All right. Y'all.